This is Monday Morning Meditations number two on the Rising Man podcast with Jedi Azuma. Welcome back, risers, and happy Monday morning to you. My name is Jedi Azuma here with the Rising Man Podcast, and this is our second installment of Monday Morning Meditations. And if you didn't catch the first one last week, this is my project to share all of the wisdom, the insights, the information that I've accumulated over the past decade of my life on my journey to becoming a man and really taking myself full on in the process of finding my purpose and becoming who I was meant to be in this world. So my intention is to share a weekly wisdom that's going to fire you guys up, share with you some insights to help you overcome obstacles that you're facing, as well as giving strategies, tools, and distinctions that are going to help you level up in your life today. So today's topic is hunting alone. Just that concept of hunting alone. Why are we always trying to do things by ourselves? And in thinking about this, I went way back to start looking at the lone wolf story and the self-made man. When did it become glorified to do everything by yourself? I believe that this is a much more modern sense of maybe more of a first world story or narrative mythology we have about the man who lives on his own, holes up in a cave, takes care of himself, hunts his own game, you know, sits around the fire by himself at night. And for some reason, we've attached this story to what it takes to be successful out in the world. I wondered to myself, why do we get obsessed with doing things on our own? And I say this from a position where I have spent a lot of my adult life trying to do things by myself. <laughs> and I realized that there's a lot of stories or beliefs we have about what might happen if we made ourselves vulnerable enough to ask somebody for some support. You know, one of the thoughts that always goes through my head when I'm up against my resistance in asking somebody for support is what if people find out that I really don't know what I'm doing? And basically that means how will I appear to others, which is ultimately linked to our sense of belonging and worthiness to the community. We put so much emphasis and pressure on appearing as though we know what we're doing, because for some reason that's going to equate to being valuable, to being loved, to being worthy of attention, whether it's a relationship we're trying to attract or a promotion at our job, or we want our approval from our parents or our friends, our peers, our cohort, whatever it may be, we're constantly looking to appear better than or capable or competent. And again, I think it's important for us to demonstrate a level of competency, especially something that we've worked towards. And there's no reason that we have to seem like we've got it all together at the same time. Another belief is that if it can be done, I should, quotes, I should be able to figure this out all by myself. Now, this really makes me go back to our nature. When we start thinking about how we can figure things out ourselves, we've got YouTube, we've got Google, we've got all of these instruments at our hands where you could basically learn how to do anything in five minutes by watching a video or at least get yourself started. Whereas if I was trying to figure out how to build a house before, I would have to learn for years under the apprenticeship of somebody who had learned from someone else for years. And so technology aside and the way that we've evolved and created convenience and ease for ourselves, what if we looked back at our nature? 
let's just appreciate the fact that as humans, we are pack animals. This is the only way that the human race survived. If you go back far enough, you see that our ancestors always hunted in packs. Because when you're chasing down a woolly mammoth with spears and knives, you need a pack of men to take it down. And one of the things that makes us unique as humans is our ability to innovate and adapt and to use tools and instruments to our advantage. So beyond hunting, you know, even if we blow this out, apart from trying to take down a woolly mammoth, we used to raise children in community. We made decisions about the future in community. We came together and made agreements for how we would govern ourselves as a community. And now we've created a means where we can do it all by ourselves. Modern weaponry makes it possible for us to be self-sufficient, self-sustaining. I can literally go and buy a gun and go get a hunting license and take down a deer and feed my family for a good amount of time all by myself. And there's a certain pride that a lot of people take in that. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it does reflect the belief system that we're creating in our culture. It affects what we are doing and passing on to our kids and how we show up together, whether we're willing to receive support or just because we can do it ourselves, maybe we should. You know, technology has rendered the community and the village all but obsolete. We have literally engineered our way out of collaboration by making it more convenient and easier to do things by yourself on your own time when it's convenient for you. The only thing we haven't been able to engineer our way out of is we can't use technology or any of the modern conveniences to account for connection and collaboration. There's no substitute for genuine one-to-one -one human connection and the ability to collaborate with a real, live human being, <laughs> you know? And think about that for a second. How easy is it for us to get sucked into our own world that the most interaction we get is through a screen, whether it's on your phone or through your computer or through a television or something else? Just think about that for a second. What would you do if you didn't have your phone, you didn't have your computer, you didn't have television to tell you how to start a fire? What would be the first thing you would do? Just sit there for a minute, pretend you don't know how to build a fire. How would you learn how to do that? The only outcome is you'd either try by yourself and try to reinvent the wheel, or you would go and ask somebody who knows how to do that. This is how we used to pass along information. And in reflecting on this, I get that if I'm learning how to build a fire from somebody who made a YouTube video, I am still getting information from another human being. But the quality of it has changed. The ability for us to connect in a genuine reciprocal relationship. That person who created that video, I may never meet or interact with or talk to on a one-to-one -one basis. Sure, they, they provided a service to me and they helped me, but we're missing that connection. We're missing that piece that actually makes it real. It brings it to the ground, to the earth. And in my opinion, this is something that is devastating our culture right now. It's literally contributing to so many of the diseases, the problems, the social issues that we have, and we're missing it. We're missing the fact that connection and the, all the way traced back to the ability to ask for help and not have to do it by ourselves. This is what's leading us in a direction that so many people are afraid of. You know, and often we think about asking for help and the side of where we get something in return, you know, so if, okay, well, it's good to ask for help because then I get what I need so I can continue on about what I'm doing. But we always forget about the opposite side of that equation. How good does it feel when somebody asks you for help? 
When somebody comes to you because of something that you're good at, like you're really good at this thing. And when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I admire how good you are at building a fire. Would you mind taking some time to teach me how to do it properly? Because it's something I'd really want to learn. How does that make you feel? Tell me it doesn't make you feel empowered and alive and excited because there is a very natural instinct within us to support one another. There's a natural instinct in us to want to teach, to pass along information because it's one of the only things that survives after we're gone. If you can make a difference in somebody's life by supporting them and helping them with something that you're good at, that's what it's all about. It's not about figuring out how to do life all by ourselves. And a whole different topic is being able to take care of yourself and your own needs. And I get that. I, I, I appreciate and I understand the conversation of self-sustaining and being able to care for yourself in a time of need. But when we have each other available, when we have the resources, the community, the village, the brotherhood right by our side, where we can start to share what our experiences are and what we do and don't know, that's when we really start to collaborate. That's when we start flipping the scripts on our culture and we start to go back to the ways that worked for millennia. The only ancestors that we all share were hunting woolly mammoths at some point in time, or they were hunting some other big game at some point in time where they got to work together. Think about that for a second. The ancestors, the very same ancestors we all come from, had it in their DNA, in their lineage, in their legacy, their culture to work together because they had to. And I would say that just because we don't technically have to work together to survive doesn't mean we shouldn't. It's a brilliant opportunity to support each other, especially when it comes to men. When it comes to men and to brothers, we are really missing out when we're not sharing our authentic experience with one another. When we're not passing along the experience of what I'm going through to another man so that, number one, he can support me. Number two, he can probably relate to what I'm going through or know someone who can. And then we all begin to learn from each other while getting the support we need. It's an amazing reciprocal relationship that goes around and around in a circle and it never ends, it never stops. But if we don't initiate that by taking the first bold, audacious move and getting over our ego, over our stories about being a lone wolf, being the self-made man and asking for some help, then it never starts. Then we stay where we are. Then we pass that along to our kids and it goes on and on and on and on. So... I'm challenging each and every one of us, and myself included. Let me just say that for a second, you guys. A lot of what I share here is wisdom and information that I've come to through my own experiences, and I'm the first person that gets to listen to this and receive it and ingrain it and embody it in my life all over again, because I still have a hard time asking for help with things, especially because of this story here, because I think I can do it all by myself. But that only gets me so far. I wouldn't have been able to launch this podcast and make this project everything that it is and everything that it will be if I tried to do it all by myself. I would still be trying to figure out how to, how to edit an episode if I didn't ask somebody how to do that and realize that it was better for me to support my man Sean out there and have an exchange with him where he can do this service for me and I can support him back by paying him a little bit to do this. So I get to embody this too, you guys. I'm not alone here. I'm not sitting up on a pedestal. We all get to figure out how to start hunting together, how to start supporting each other and collaborating. Collaboration is king here. 
okay? So with every one of these Monday morning meditation episodes, I'm gonna leave everybody with an action step. This week's action step is I want you guys to identify one area in your life, just one for now, where you're unsure of what to do, feeling overwhelmed, feeling lost, or you just feel like you could use some support. Really check in with yourself and pick the one area that's most challenging you right now. And then take a bold action and ask someone to support you in this endeavor. Bonus points if you pick somebody who is not in your immediate circle, somebody who you know can offer you some value, whether they're really good at this specific thing or they've had some experience with it or you just trust their opinion or their feedback. Go to that person and ask them for specific support with this thing and then receive it and then see what happens to you and see what happens to the individual who gets to support you. Because I'm telling you guys, it's magical. It is magical when a man can humble himself, ask for help in a powerful way, standing in his power. It's not a weak thing. It's a powerful thing to ask for help and to receive it from another individual, especially another man. Just sit with that. And then when you do this, Write up your experience, either share it in a video live inside the Rising Man Facebook group or send it to me in an email, put it in a post, however you wanna do it. Take action, you guys. That's what these, this is all about. It's all about receiving the wisdom that we're getting from this and then applying it into our lives. So I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. Make sure you guys comment on these videos, send, send some feedback in, whether you hit me up directly on Facebook or you send it to the rising man podcast at gmail.com. I want to know how you guys are liking the Monday morning meditation segments. You know, how are they landing for you? How do you like the topics so far? I know we've only done two, but just give me something so I know how it's impacting the people who have been tuning in all along. I want to know from you guys. And also, make sure you share your biggest takeaway from this discussion and, and share it with me because I really take it into consideration when I'm developing and designing the messages that I want to share with you guys. So make sure you hit me up there. Make sure that if you're not already a member or you have some friends that you haven't invited yet to the Rising Man Facebook group, do so right now. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash the Rising Man. The conversations are really blowing up this week. I know I seem like I say that all the time, but this week it's really taken off just in time for us to get ready for our first ever Rising Man Fire Circle that's going to be happening on Saturday, July 14th, starting at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. For this first one, I am rewarding all of the guys who have been really supporting the podcast. You've been commenting, you've been sharing, you've been inviting 20, 30 guys into the Rising Man Facebook group. You guys are going to get your invitations in the, in the mail. In fact, they already should be in your email. If you haven't gotten it, definitely hit me up on Facebook. But the Rising Man Fire Circle is going to be our first opportunity to connect directly face-to-face -face on the virtual conferencing software that I'm using, the Zoom conferencing, and to share our experiences, workshop some questions and ideas that I've been cooking up for this one, and basically just support each other in the theme of what this episode is all about, creating a community and a network where we can be supported and be supportive to other men. So be on the lookout for that, you guys. Big ups to my man, Sean Offenbach at Infinite Melodics. I already hit you up in this episode, Sean, but again, man, thank you for everything you do. Anybody with podcasting, audio engineering, video editing needs, hit up my man, Sean, at Infinite Melodics, M-E-L-O-D-I-X on Instagram. He's the man, period. And so until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.